0: It is that time. Once again, it is time for the 10 and J man show live on the ISC sports network. Hope everyone had a fantastic 4th of July grilling meats, swimming, all sorts of stuff. Uh, How you doing there tonight, t Dogs?
1: Doing good, man. Doing good. Still a little tired, it feels like, from the 4th of yeah. July festivities, but uh, it's good to be back on the show talking sports with you. It feels different that we're on a Wednesday, it Does but uh, got to give the 10 and J-Man Show Nation what they want. Got to keep the streak going. <laughs> we're at 294 now, J-Man.
0: That's right. Chipping
1: away to that Having 300. Yeah.
0: Um, Three-day weekends, albeit the greatest gift God has given us. Um, <laughs> It is, they are a little taxing, it feels like. You always, know, it takes a few days to recover. Are you one of those people that'd be all in favor of a four day work week? You bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> I've, I, I will work however many hours I need to the first four days in order to get a three day weekend. fair. Yeah. That's fair. Aren't, aren't there
1: some countries going to that? Or am I people- just making
0: that up? I think a lot of countries are starting to do it, and I know some <clears throat> some places in the U.S. are doing it too, like four 10-hour days or whatever, and uh, get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. I'd be all for it. I mean, those four days would suck. I've done it before uh, for one week, and I'm sure I'd get used to it. But, uh, yeah, the, um, the upside of having three days off is awfully enticing.
1: Yeah, but then, you know, what I've always said is, yeah, that's great, but then how long before... We get tired of that and want three day work weeks and four day yep, w- weekends yep. and where, where does it stop? So I don't know, but uh, it, it is interesting to talk about that's for sure. And mm-hmm. but I but I like your uh, theory of holidays, especially should be three day three day weekends. Every single one,
0: regardless of what <laughs> day it falls on, give me a three day weekend instead of having a random Tuesday off any day of the week.
1: Hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna argue with you. I argue with you enough. Other things, so, um, but I do have some birdie or bogey for you this evening. Uh, let me find the banner here. All right, well, I'll even I'll let you pick which category of a question you want: football okay. or baseball.
0: Neither. Um, give me baseball. I
1: will give you baseball. You mm-hmm. might have seen this. If so, I'm in trouble. We are tied. I believe it's yes. six over par.
0: Yeah, six over par. As embarrassing as it is to admit that. That is but pathetic. Max Scherzer, he's a pretty good pitcher mm-hmm. for the New York Mets. Two, two different colored eyes.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird, huh? He recorded his 28th career game with 10 strikeouts and zero walks, uh. passing Kurt Schilling for second most in MLB history. Who is the only person ahead of him now?
0: I did not see that, but that is a really good question. 28 games, 10 strikeouts, and zero walks. Somebody obviously probably a Hall of Famer, I'd imagine. Yes, um, I will
1: give you that much.
0: <clears throat> that is a uh, that's a good question there. Uh, Birdie bogeys brought to you by Noble Gnome, LLC, for fresh... Locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryson Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get you ready! Yeah, they had a good face or Instagram post.
1: Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Of course, now I'm not going to be able to find it when I want to. Okay, so they had a... They had a post today about uh, companion planting. Marigolds planted alongside tomatoes. And it says, slugs and snails love marigolds, leaving the tomatoes for us to enjoy. They also attract beneficial insects like bees, butterflies, and ladybugs who eat pests like uh, af- uh, I don't know how to pronounce that one. And caterpillars. Uh, marigolds Marigolds also deter tomato worms and larger animals like rabbits, deer, and cats. This is a great example of a symbi- symbiotic relationship.
0: Good so, good pronunciation. Marigolds, the last
1: one. marigolds help your tomatoes mm-hmm. there, Jayman. man
0: <clears throat> I, I always like to help you out with your pr- pronunciations. I'm going to see uh, which one you were struggling with. Uh, it's before caterpillar there. Before caterpillar. Aphids, aphid, aphids. It's a tough one. That's kind of what I thought. Maybe aphids. It's a tough one. I've never, I've never seen that before. Maybe it was one of those hidden, hidden pronunciations.
1: Like uh, it doesn't even sound like it's spelled (laughs) out. So I'm sure I butchered it. Well, you you took the risk. You took the jump. But uh, (laughs) you just learned some facts about your tomatoes. And uh, Noble Gnome grows some great tomatoes for all you tomato lovers out there.
0: I'm a big fan of the Maters. Let me tell you. you Yes, you are. Let me tell you. Well, here's
1: the other question I was going to potentially give you, Jay. man All right. And We might talk about this later in the episode, but if not, I'll hit it now. Baker Mayfield was traded today from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers in exchange for a future fifth-round pick. So he's the third number one overall pick in the common draft era since 1967 that lasted four or fewer seasons with the NFL team that he debuted with. Who are the other two? Both quarterbacks, Man. both in our lifetime.
0: That's a good number one overall pick. Only...
1: No, I take it back. One one in our lifetime, one was drafted before our lifetime.
0: But played in our lifetime. Yes. Man, that's a good one. Um, you want me to answer now? Yeah. Number one overall picks. One of them, Jeff George. One of them is Jeff George. Played four nice. seasons with the Colts. Um is he the one that was drafted before our yeah I believe he first? was. I believe he was. I was right, yeah, I was right around. This other guy was definitely after. Um number one overall pick. Drew Bledsoe.
1: Oh, good good guess. He played for more than four seasons with the with the Patriots. The Patriots. Uh I don't know. Jamarcus Russell played three seasons with the Raiders. Oh
0: man. Should have known that one. Purple drank himself. Yep. Yep. We've we've said this story before a bunch, but uh, it always makes me chuckle. Um, One time, Jamarcus Russell, as you can hear my dog going nuts in the background, um, (laughs) Jamarcus Russell was sent home with some tape because uh, the Raiders coaching staff did not believe that he was actually watching any, you know what? I'm going to mute it really quick. Cause my dog's going nuts. Anyway, he's, he's, he's not done, but uh, <laughs> that happens. But Jamarcus Russell was sent home with some tape because uh, the Raiders coaching staff did not believe he was actually watching any sort of tape. And, um, he came back and they they asked him how um, what he saw on film. And he's like, you know, the linebackers doing this, safety's doing this. They sent blank tapes home with him. <laughs> there was nothing on the tapes whatsoever, <laughs> and he completely lied to him, uh, saying uh, that stuff was on the tape.
1: Wow, that's incredible! I had not heard that. I don't think you've you've told that one on here before.
0: You you hadn't heard that? No, you I had not heard that on a different podcast. But yeah, a, a former linebacker. Uh, for the Raiders, I, I forget which linebacker, but uh, yeah, he 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 said they sent Blake blank tapes home with him uh, yep. just to see if he was watching them, and he clearly wasn't. It's probably one of the many reasons he
1: only lasted three seasons with the Raiders. So, yep, I'm still I'm still convinced Good. Notre Dame helped him uh, become Martin. the number one overall draft pick with uh, him oh, lighting yeah. him up in that oh, Sugar yeah. Bowl.
0: Yeah, I, I remember, he wasn't getting that much buzz before that game, and then just dominated him. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty Classic incredible Raiders, performance. Though. Speaking of college football, uh,
1: this impacts a lot of other sports around the college landscape and really some other conferences in the whole world of college sports, really. The Big Ten last week decided they were just going to drop a casual bombshell on us <laughs> all by yeah. adding their 15th and 16th teams starting in 2024 with the additions of the University of Southern California, a.k.a. USC. The University of California, Los Angeles, aka U C L A. Did you see this coming, J-Man?
0: When I saw the tweet originally, I thought it was a joke. Because for one, g- geographically makes zero sense. Absolutely zero sense. Um, even ruckers make zero sense, I guess. Um, but the LA schools make no sense at all geographically. Um, it just did not seem – I mean, they just seem so much different than any other Big Ten schools. I mean, obviously, Big Ten schools are cold weather, all of that. Um, you're adding Los Angeles schools to that. It, it, it makes it, – it just threw me completely off guard. and it, I just – I find it weird in the farther we get from the announcement. I still find it incredibly weird. It almost feels like it didn't happen um, in a sense, and it's going to be really strange – uh, that first time we see them uh, with a Big Ten logo on their uniforms.
1: Yeah, it caught me off guard too. Um, you know, was I surprised the Big Ten decided to add some more schools? No, but I guess I'm surprised they're going to do it so soon. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it was down the line when some other conferences decide to grow, or or come 2025 when the when Texas and the Oklahoma actually join the SEC. But uh, that that decision last year to leave the Big 12, and joined the SEC come 2025 by Texas in Oklahoma, definitely spearheaded this movement, no doubt in my mind. Um, And you were talking about uh, geographically speaking. That kind of went out the window years ago, it seems like, especially with the Big 12's latest additions of uh, not Houston or Brigham Young so much, but Central Florida, Cincinnati, that kind of didn't make as much sense. Maybe it made more sense than, you know, Rutgers having to play USC or UCLA or Maryland. I
0: I guess it started with the big 12 when they added West Virginia. That's true. I keep
1: forgetting they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, I get Yeah. It's still weird to me too. I mean, they will be a good addition, uh, both uh, USC more so for football than basketball, but they're a good basketball school. They usually make mm-hmm. the tournament. They just don't make too much noise in the tournament. UCLA will be a better addition for basketball, but they've had good years in football. Um, they got other strong programs. I know uh, – I think it was UCLA Volleyball looked like they were going to yes. be um, kind of canceled, so to speak, and now going to the Big Ten is going to save them, and the Big Ten is a great volleyball Mm-hmm. Uh, conference now they do have some sports, both schools that the Big Ten don't, and I don't think either of those schools are have a wrestling program. If I'm not mistaken, the Big Ten's a good wrestling conference, so yeah, there will be some, I think, some variables there. The
0: three sports that at least UCLA has, and they probably both have, uh, that the Big Ten doesn't is men's volleyball, beach volleyball, and I think water polo was the other one. So they're going to stay in the Pac-12 for those, but. Honestly, it's not that yeah. big of a deal. Um, UCLA will dominate baseball, dominate it. And, and really, USC's had some good years, too. Uh, but UCLA, I mean, perennial College World Series participant even, uh, which the Big Ten doesn't have many of those. I know Indiana went a few years ago. But other than that, I think Michigan might have had an appearance. But um, that's, that's one where UCLA should dominate. UCLA's volleyball has been great. Uh, but as you said, I mean, you have eight schools, it seems like, in the top 25 in uh, women's volleyball uh, throughout the year. So, uh, yeah, it um, sports-wise, awesome. Um, and it's, it, it's pretty clear that they don't have the student-athletes in their mind when they're making these sort of decisions. But at the same time, the athletes are able to make money now. So you almost kind of have to treat it like a job um in a sense which it was a job to begin with and um but yeah having to go play like ucla or usc going to, out to Rutgers to play on like a tuesday night in basketball you or would... in any sport really having to come back you have a five-hour flight there five-hour flight back you have a three-hour time difference um it's gonna be a it's definitely gonna be an adjustment i mean you would
1: think um if they can make it happen more times than not, they'll schedule those games, like, for instance, sure. Rutgers-USC on weekends, mm-hmm. not on weekdays. But it, it is rough for the students, student-athletes, don't get me wrong, but it's more doable now with online classes sure. and, and things Absolutely. like that. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely different, different. I saw somebody comparing it well. The NFL does this all the time. The Eagles go out to play the Rams. Nobody says anything. It's like, well, they get a whole week to rest and recover, and, and they're going to get paid millions of dollars. So. And they don't
0: have – they don't have to do school.
1: Right, right, exactly. So, right. Uh, no, it's still, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I haven't, I guess, come to terms with it yet. I mean, we, we still got two more years before it comes to effect. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess my question to you, do you think the Big Ten's done or at least done for the foreseeable future?
0: Um, I read actually today that a, a, it was from a source that's very plugged into, like, the Pac-12, and he said – he thinks the Big Ten's going to wait it out for two years, stand pat, because there have been rumors about Oregon and Washington, um, and it sounds like Oregon and Washington want to stay in the Pac-12 or maybe go Big 12. Um, but they're going to stand pat for two years and then make a run at Notre Dame. That has been the rumors, which which that one g- geographically makes all the sense in the world. It's always made sense. Um, and it, It's always made sense. <clears throat> now would the Big Ten be okay with Notre Dame still having NBC? I don't um, think so. I know the ACC would do everything in their power to try to keep them um, in basketball, anyway, or every other sport. But yeah, uh, I I don't see. Of course, no one saw this one coming. It came out of absolutely nowhere. There weren't even any rumors. I mean, there's been rumors about expansion. You know, maybe Kansas, Iowa State. Uh, but then to have USC and UCLA thrown in there it just throws chaos. It's just absolute chaos now.
1: Well, and with Notre Dame, the, I don't know when their NBC deal comes up, you know, the big 10 TV deal, it sounds like it could be doubled from 50 million per mm-hmm. school to hundred million with the additions of USC and UCLA. And I've seen rumors that maybe the NBC gets in and tries to get rights to the big 10. If yeah. That happens. Then that definitely changes the game for NBA, or for uh, Notre Dame. So I, I, I don't know. I just, maybe, you know, it's because I'm, I'm really not a Notre Dame fan by any means. I don't know how much longer their deal with NBC's going to last. It just seems like nowadays with your different streaming options, everything. I know NBC's got Peacock, of course. But I don't know. It just seems like to me that the, the days of one channel only holding games of one team should be over.
0: Yeah, but, And, I mean... Notre Dame's essentially an ACC football school at this point. Yeah. They played five, five of them. And, and they played in the ACC during the COVID year. Yeah. So, um, including played for an ACC championship, I believe, didn't they, against Clemson?
1: Yes, you are correct. Because they um, beat Clemson during regular season and lost to them ACC so championship.
0: So, they're, they're essentially an ACC school. They can say they're independent all they want, but uh, all the – I mean, they have this deal with the ACC. and It, it makes sense, but – um yeah, I think Big Ten's gonna go hard after them next.
1: Well and if if you're the Big Ten you can really play hardball and say if you don't want to join our conference then no playing Michigan, no playing mm-hmm. Michigan, no no playing any of our team. So, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, who they used to play every year, now play maybe every few years. No playing them. No playing Ohio State, who they play this year next year for the, you know, the big TV rating games like that. Um, no playing Wisconsin. You could They could play hardball and say that yeah. and kind of back them into you a could. corner because I feel like Notre Dame is getting back into a corner to where their days as an independent might be coming to a close. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they might have to join the Big Ten or, like you said, the ACC or maybe the SEC. That's one not being really thrown around, but I don't think I don't think they want to join the SEC. No.
0: <clears throat> which well, is I, which is interesting why Texas would join, because why would they want to join if they did it? Um, I know. So
1: well, the, the whole conference expansion goes back to the Longhorn Network.
0: Yeah. It Over a really decade does. You know,
1: Nebraska got mad and said we're leaving mm-hmm. the Big 12 for the Big Ten. That kind of started the movement, and ever since then it hadn't really stopped. Every couple of years, it changes. The landscape changes. Yep. Now the Big Twelve you mentioned earlier looks like they're making a hard run at six of the Pac-12 schools. Mm-hmm. I think those schools, if I'm not mistaken, are Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Oregon, um, Colorado, and Utah are the six, which kind of leaves Stanford out in dust. But um, yeah, it's it's just weird. I mean, USC going back to the Big Ten, USC and UCLA, they fit perfect. Wa- Academic wise, and mm-hmm. really, fifteen of the new sixteen schools do. The outliers, Nebraska, they're the ones that have never really fit in academic wise.
0: Nebraska hasn't fit in anywhere. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it has not been smooth a smooth
1: transition like they thought. But it's just going to be interesting. I mean, I think all these conferences will keep their current names, no matter mm-hmm. what their uh, the numbers of the actual teams are, just from branding and everything purposes. But. I, I think the SEC, I don't think they're done. I think they're going to go after Clemson and Florida State from the ACC. And if that happens, then who knows? Maybe Carolina and, and Duke are like, oh, we went out of the ACC. Um, and if that's the case, if I'm the Big Ten, I go after those two in a heartbeat. I know yeah. I know football is your moneymaker, but if you can get a school like Carolina and Duke for their basketball and for their brands, you do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think – the NCAA, as we know, it's gonna go away. Um, it's it sounds like schools are starting to pull out or wanting to pull out of the NCAA, and uh, you know what? The NCAA had so many opportunities to get ahead of a lot of this stuff, and they just didn't do it. And it's gonna be their own downfall. And, yeah, that's and,
1: with me, and I don't think that would have a huge effect on football, yeah. but basketball, I think it could. I mean, what's the NCAA tournament look like then?
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to do a different name. <laughs> <laughs> figure and, something out.
1: Yeah, and how it, can the smaller schools that are still associated with NCA get in it? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's it could ruin that
0: whole thing. Um, have you gained any sort of respect for Kevin Warren? From a business point of view, I guess I have.
1: But I still, still think he makes a lot of dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you look from a business point of view, and I know Jim Delaney was – the one that got, of course, well, the Chicago market's always been there for the Big Ten. He's the one that went and got the D.C. and the NYC TV markets. But Warren just went and got L.A. So yeah. across the country, you got four of the biggest TV markets yep. right in your conference.
0: That's pretty impressive. Yeah, the the top three biggest yep. in the country.
1: And I don't know where D.C. stands. It's got to
0: be up there, though.
1: Yeah. I guess one of them they would be missing. Atlanta and Dallas would be two others they were Houston's missing. Probably the fourth Houston, largest city Houston. in the
0: world or U.S. So,
1: but they're not going to go grab anybody from Texas. No. I don't think. I think that ship has sailed. Um, but
0: one thing, and it's it's been a terrible tenure for Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner. I mean, he's been it's been awful, and now his legacy is going to be losing all these schools. Um, you could honestly, you might even be able to call him the worst commissioner in the history of college sports. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, Phil Knight, the
0: big, uh, you know, the founder of
1: Nike, big Oregon backer, maybe this is his chance to save the Pac-12. Yeah, I mm-hmm. don't know, because I, I was reading he doesn't want them to go to the Big 12. He'd rather stay in the Pac-12 or go to the Big Ten. Of course, Oregon and Washington want to come to the Big Ten, but if the mm-hmm. Big Ten don't want them, he can't do anything about it. Right. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It, it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. It's just, I know in our group message with our with our friend group. I, I messed everybody. I'm like, I can't believe how much college sports changed in the last decade. And you're like, Decade? I can't believe how much has changed in the last three years.
0: Yeah. Since COVID, mm-hmm. everything's changed. Yep. I and mean, we've had NIL, we've had uh transfer portal just explode. You can be eligible <clears throat> the moment you step onto campus. Now we have all this conference realignment. There's been more conference realignment in the last two years than there was the previous 20.
1: That's a yeah, good point. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I think we're far from finished. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we even saw the rumor of Kansas wanting to potentially leave the big 12 and join the big East for basketball and go independent football, which their football's so horrific. I don't think anybody would mind. No, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. Just when I think we've kind of got all figured out it's settled down, it changes snap yeah. of a finger again. And yep. It's just like, where, when's it going to stop? Where, where's the end? No idea. Is it, is it a college football playoff getting created? I mean, what what's the end game here? I know it's all about the money. It's the business, but it's just hard to foresee what, what's next.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see five years from now how it all looks and how it all shakes out.
1: Because these are still student athletes. They're not <clears throat> supposed to be professional players. Mm-hmm. I know they can have the ability to get paid now, but, I mean, where's the line in the sand drawn? I mean, it almost feels like they're almost minor leaguers at this point.
0: Yeah, they are. It's a fee- They're they're feeding into uh, professional sports. Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess, you know, the Big Ten with 16 teams, the Big Ten hasn't publicly announced anything, but it's been long thought that starting next year in 2023 in football, they're going to do away of the East and West divisions. Mm-hmm. Well, once UCLA and USC come on board in 2024, you have 16 teams. You almost have to do some sort of divisions. Do you do four 14 pods? do you split it up and do two 18 divisions? I, have no idea. I, I think um, you almost go ske- for 14 pods like the NFL does with their divisions.
0: Yes. So scheduling, it sounds like they're going to go to like a three, three, six sort of thing. You have three built in rivals in a sense, you have three non-con and then you have six right. of your so division you maybe. Um, and it just, it just rotates. um. So, yes, yeah, ske- scheduling because the 2024 schedules are pretty much already set in stone. So it's going right. to be uh, it's going to be quite the shuffle here uh, in the next few years. I mean, you could do
1: the four, four, four pods of four, I guess you could have like, you know, uh, Nebraska and Iowa with the two California schools. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you could put Minnesota in there instead Minnesota. of Iowa. Uh, you could have the two Illinois and two Indiana schools in a mm-hmm. pod together. Uh, you'd have the two Michigan schools. Um, Wisconsin.
0: And yeah,
1: and I guess Minnesota. Iowa or Minnesota. Or, or either one. And then you could have Rutgers, Penn State, Ohio State, and Maryland. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah. I mean, you can do it geographically if, if you want to. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. I'd, I'd like that, I think, more than two, eight team divisions. Yes, yeah,
0: Because you, you wouldn't play your entire division. Right. At all. Um, um unless they go to uh well unless they go like scale it back to two non-conference games but it's the fun in that
1: yeah right right and, and a lot of the non-con schedules are like you said are already set in stone mm. years in advance and those are big money makers especially for the smaller schools
0: yeah schools are like scheduling 2030 games yeah 2031 it's it's 10 years off
1: yep and and that's i think we were talking about that a little bit over the weekend like they're, they're made so far in advance. You don't know what that program is going to look like in 10 right. years. They might be great right now when you schedule them in 10 years, they might be awful or vice versa. You're like, all right, that's going to be an automatic W <laughs> come 10 years. Oh, it's their yeah. top 10 team. So you never know what you're going to get, but that's, that's the fun of the non-conference yeah. matchups, but uh, definitely some big bombshell news that rattled the college sports world, especially of course, the big 10, the big 10 is one of our big topics we talk about. So uh, definitely had to bring it up and get your thoughts and, uh, We'll keep it on our radar because it's it seems like there's more news and rumors every day.
0: Yep. And before you know it, the college football season is going to start. I, mean, I know it. Two months from this yep. week.
1: Yep. And it looks like I lost Josh. I think his internet connection might have went away. Hopefully he comes back. But uh, like he was saying, uh, college football starts in, in two months. Uh, man, it looks like he is back now. Oop, I got him back in.
0: I do not know what happened.
1: <laughs> That's all right. I didn't really get well, on I did anything not touch else. Anything. I didn't get on to anything else. So I was uh, talking, talking about how you mentioned that college football's going to be starting here in two months. So, mm-hmm. yep. yep. We'll have plenty more to talk about, but unless um, you got anything else, let's uh, move on to
0: a segment. No, let's okay. That works for me.
1: You want to get educated?
0: Let's do it.
1: All right. Let's see what's happened on this day in sports history. Um, a lot of Wimbledon. A lot of Wimbledon. On this day in 1929, the St. Louis Cardinals set an MLB run record with 28 runs on 28 hits, defeating the Phillies
0: 28-6. to Remember when the Rangers scored 30 runs back in 20, uh, 2006, I want to say? I do not. Maybe it's 2009. I think it was 2009, actually.
1: So, is that the new record then? Yes. Okay. On his day 1933, the first MLB All Star game was played. The AL was victorious over the NL 4 to 2 at Comiskey Park in Chicago. Who hit the first All Star home run?
0: American League or National League? This
1: guy was American Leaguer. What year? 33,
0: 1933. Lou Gehrig. Good guess, Babe Ruth. Oh, man, I thought it was too obvious.
1: (laughs) Speaking of Lou Gehrig, on this day, 1941, the New York Yankees team unveiled a monument to uh, former Captain Lou Gehrig in center field at Yankee Stadium. The future Hall of Famer died the previous month. Hmm. Now they have a lot of monuments out there. Monument Park.
0: going to be running out of jersey numbers.
1: Oh, yeah, they already, I mean, all single digits are already retired, so. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. On this day, 1956 MLB commissioner Ford Frick (laughs) inaugurated the Cy Young award to honor baseball's outstanding pitcher of the season. I figured it started before that, to be honest.
0: Cy Young was around until the twenties. I want to say so. Um, A lot of
1: Wimbledon. Not even get to test, yeah. On this day, nineteen eighty, MLB, MLB Philadelphia Phillies starter Steve Carlton struck out seven Cardinals to reach two thousand eight hundred thirty six strikeouts, the most by left handed pitcher in MLB history. He's going. Yeah, not bad. On this day, nineteen eighty six. Atlanta infielder Bob Horner became the eleventh player to hit four home runs in an MLB game during the Braves eleven to eight loss versus the Montreal Expos.
0: I don't remember the last four homer game. It yeah, it was probably Josh Hamilton when he did it in Baltimore, I remember.
1: Yeah, they yeah, I'm gonna I will look that up after the after we
0: get through pretty this. Pretty sure list. yeah, pretty sure it's Josh Hamilton.
1: On this day, 1989, ex phillies third baseman Mike Schmidt became the first retired MLB player to be named to start the All-Star game. He elects not to play.
0: He's the first what? He
1: was the first retired MLB player to be named to start the All-Star game. He elects not to play. I got on the ballot. Did he retire early
0: in the season or
1: something? I Uh, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot left open there on that question. I
0: did see that. Um, the commissioner is now allowed to choose one player from each league. So I think if Manfred's smart enough, which he's not, let's be <laughs> honest, he would pick like a retiring former superstar, like probably Albert Pujols should be the guy in the national league this year. It's his last year. Yeah. And, and um, I'm glad
1: you brought that up. Why is he not getting more of a, a, a song Swan or, or
0: Swan song? Uh, um, cause I mean, he's, he's been. Terrible for a few years now, Um, but yeah, it's so good for so long. Yeah, he was the most feared hitter, not even just right handed hitter, and that includes Barry Bonds, um, of the past 20 years. I would say, uh, his 10 year stretch from 2001 to 2011 was insane. I mean, I just
1: feel like I just feel like he should be getting gifts and, and tributes and stuff mm-hmm. when he, he when he goes to a ballpark for
0: the last yeah, time. He, he has some, but yeah, not as much as you would think.
1: I mean, I remember when each row and, and especially Mariano Rivera were going places, mm-hmm. that was publicized all over the place. Yeah. So, just yeah. interesting. On this day, 1994, the CFL American Expansion Shreveport Pirates lost the game 40-10 to 10 at the Ottawa Rough Riders. They folded the following year in 1995. So they, the CFL had an American expansion. I was going to say Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> I did not know that. That's great. Uh, on the day 1996, in a 2-0 to zero win versus the Brewers, New York Yankees closer John Wettenland set an MLB record 20 consecutive saves en route to 24.
0: Yeah, Johnny Wetland. he was a pretty good closer. Um, he was usurped by uh, Mariano Rivera, who had a little bit better of a career.
1: Yes. Well, Eric Gagne defeated that consecutive streak.
0: Yeah, he was. He was
1: like 70-something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he hit
0: 70 in a row.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a guy I haven't thought of in a while. He was roided to the max.
1: Yes, he was. A lot of Wimbledon. A lot of Wimbledon. A lot of Wimbledon. I was saying 2015, Floyd Mayweather Jr. was stripped of his WBO welterweight boxing title after failing to pay $200,000 in a sanctioning fee in vacating his two junior middleweight titles.
0: I do not like Floyd.
1: And he's a very li- unlikable dude. I would not say it to his face, though. I would not either, because my nose would be, uh, no, nah, I'd be dead, but I'll just I was going to say my nose say, would be way that way, straight not, brain. I'd, I'd be dead. <laughs> On this day, 2019, LA, the L.A. Clippers acquired two NBA megastars in one day. Finals MVP Kawhi Leonard from Toronto free agency and Paul George from Oklahoma City for a uh, trade bounty of picks and players.
0: Yeah.
1: And on this day in 2020, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes agrees to the largest contract for an athlete in sports history, inking a 12-year deal that could end up being worth $503 million.
0: Probably still funding his uh, brother's TikTok career.
1: Man, I forgot about his brother.
0: Mario dreading football season because of him.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That'll uh, maybe nah, he won't stay out of the news. I was like, maybe he'll get the hint and stay away, but let's be honest, he won't. So, <laughs> but that is the on this day segment for sporting events that happened on this day in July 6th. And that's brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs that fit your needs, including signs, growth charts. Their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. See some of the recently completed projects. Visit them on Instagram or on Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. And for orders, just simply contact them at Woodcrafts at gmail.com.
0: Sticking with free agency of sorts, um, where do you think Kevin Durant's going? Well, yeah, more drama with the Brooklyn guess Nets. Imagine that. Yes, he's still under contract. They have to trade him. but Imagine uh, that. Uh, the yeah. Nets, uh, the
1: franchise that started with drama years ago when they traded uh, to get Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett from mm-hmm. the Celtics, and they're always getting big guys. Kyrie, Harden never works out. They never win as much as they should. Now Durant's unhappy, and he wants out. Uh, who are the teams he's wanting to go to? The Suns or the Heat or two of the front runners? Is, is that is right? Is that it?
0: It, it that always right? seemed like Washington was going to be one because he's from D.C. I nice um, think I, all, well, you added Durant, and maybe they don't. Yeah, that's um, true. I also saw there's rumors that he could potentially want to go back to Golden State, which he and, he and Draymond don't get along all that well. Um, which who who does get along with Draymond? To be honest, but uh,
1: well, just an hour ago, this is a this is a Ra- Toronto Raptors website, so take it for what it's worth. But there's a report out there saying the Nets are looking for one of the biggest trade returns in league history,
0: as they probably should.
1: Doesn't say exactly. Uh, um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, this was reported by uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, so. Sure. Um, bomb. They want high-level players, perhaps an all-star, and then more players.
0: Durant yeah, I mean, is 34 he's under-
1: years old. He has four years left on his mm-hmm. contract.
0: Yeah, he uh, he said he told the Nets he was in it for the long haul, too, which there is no such thing in the NBA anymore, it feels like. Um, drama follows Kyrie Irving, for one, all over the place, and he, he creates his own drama. I guess he and Steve Nash had such a terrible relationship that Nash invited the team over for dinner and Kyrie asked him to show him Kobe's MVPs. Who do you think gets dealt first out of those two guys? Probably Kyrie. I think he goes to the Lakers.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm reading here. The Suns and Heat were uh, his preferred destinations. Um, and it even says any trade involving Durant would uh, net brooklyn a mon- monumental hall mm. uh, the jazz uh, just got four first round draft picks so i wonder what they're doing what if they're trying to cook something up there
0: yeah traded rudy gobert uh for walker kessler and a bunch of first round picks which walker kessler was top defensive uh player in the country and top big man in the country uh he won that award uh at auburn um yeah, I, I can't imagine the Jazz swinging a trade for Kevin Durant or Kevin Durant signing off on a trade to Utah. But again, Brooklyn doesn't really owe Durant anything. I mean, they've no. they've given him a bunch of money. So what else do you what else do you need from us?
1: Well, and and you know, sticking with NBA, and we'll get back to Durant here in a second. But how about some of these contracts getting paid out to some of these players? Mm-hmm. You got the back-to-back MVP, uh, Jokic, out there in Denver, five-year max deal of $270 million, the most lucrative contract in NBA history. Bradley Beal, five years, $251 million to stay in Washington. Carl Anthony Towns, four years, $224 million to stay in Minnesota. Devin Booker, four years, $224 million to stay in Phoenix. John ja, ja Morant, five years, 193 million to stay in Memphis. And then Zion Williamson, five year extension that could reach 231 million with incentives. He's only played 85 games. I was going to say, three he gonna play? he's got to be able to
0: play. Uh, and he's signing that sort of deal. Play, play basketball, kids. Uh, Darius Garland, he's
1: yet to hit the 80 game plateau in a single season. He got an almost identical deal with the Cavaliers. <laughs> Crazy crazy the money getting thrown around the league but yep. uh yeah i mean until i hear any other teams i guess durant i would say
0: either miami or phoenix um he uh he he should go to my heat that's where he should go oh
1: gosh uh, what 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 would you do if he goes to the lakers somehow somehow so sam um, davis lebron
0: i would probably well i don't watch the nba really <laughs> much anyway but i <laughs> It, it would, de- that's really when I started disliking the NBA is when these super teams, which, I mean, you look at it, the super teams haven't done all that well. I mean, Golden State, you can call them a super team, but they just won with a bunch of guys. They drafted themselves you Can deal with that guys teaming up together. LeBron started the movement. I uh, really, I mean, we've talked about the Celtics kind of started it, but then LeBron took it to another level. Um, That was kind of when I stopped really caring all that much about the NBA.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna care about the NBA till the Sonics come back. Yeah, and you know I, I gave my allegiance to the Detroit Pistons, and they they returned the favor by uh, releasing Carson Edwards last week. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was fun while it lasted.
0: Can't trust anything from Detroit.
1: Nope, they still got Jaden Ivey, of course. So, and That's at least they're funny. letting Ivy wear number twenty three. That's nice of them. So, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know the NBA. There's always drama in the offseason. That's definitely the league with the most drama every year in the offseason. And it
0: happens quick, too.
1: Quick. Quick, yep. Um, The agents out there are a little different from the other sports, it seems like. Yes, Um, yes. Any more
0: thoughts on NBA free agency?
1: Not really. Um, I did see the uh, Pacers re-signed Smith. That played at Maryland sticks. Jalen Smith and Rick Carlisle says he will be your starting power forward.
0: They're gonna be pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they traded. Did they trade Malcolm Brogdon? I yes, see that
1: to the Celtics to Boston for. Yeah. They're, they're loading up on picks. I think they're up yeah. to three first round picks now. Yeah. So I'll tell you, you when. Know, maybe maybe they're starting to finally, you know, they realize okay, we do have to rebuild. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Turner. Is to follow suit soon, yeah. Get traded. So uh, that's been a rumor for what three or four years now. A while. So they need to. Yeah. They need to just tank this year, get another good pick, and build that way. Yep. Um, Bulls.
0: Bulls haven't done much. Haven't done. They they did resign um, Zach Zach Levine. Yeah, to a I think it was close to a max deal, if not a max deal. It was a big one. Um, over two over two hundred million. So. Uh, but this has me segueing into on this day, which I have here. Word biggest, Association. Word Association, sorry. Yep. Biggest free agent bus in sports history, in my opinion. I have five from the NFL, five from the NBA, and five from baseball. Uh, starting no with, hockey. No hockey. No, no with, soccer. No soccer. No badminton. No nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> starting with Albert Hainsworth uh step on people's heads yeah he was um, dirty yeah did he do that he did that as a titan though right before he went to washington yeah to that um cowboy center he just
1: uh to yeah, the head kind gashed him open pretty yeah. graphic uh yeah good old albert yeah he didn't stay in physical shape very long
0: yeah he signed a seven year hundred million dollar deal with the then washington redskins
1: how many years um, does he play that?
0: Two? No, he had six and a half sacks. That's, That's all. Pathetic. He, yeah. That's pathetic. Um, Jeff Garcia. Oh, Jeff Garcia. Really? I, I mean, what, what team did he sign with? He what? signed a four year, $25 million deal with the Browns where he only oh. made 10 starts.
1: I don't remember that. I remember him. I, I know, didn't either. An yeah. Eagle. Uh, was he even a lion at one point? Um, of course, yeah, I remember mostly the play, for yeah. the 49ers. Um yeah, Jeff Garcia. He's uh he's not a very well liked guy out there in the social media world right <laughs> no, now. He's
0: not. Um, Le'Veon Bell. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, he
1: kept sitting out, wanting a bigger deal, one bigger yeah. deal. Jets were like, All right, we'll take a flyer on him.
0: Hadn't been the same since. I think he signed um, for like forty million or something like that yeah. too. Which is and, absurd uh, for a running back. He hasn't
1: been good since he's been in a Steeler uniform.
0: Yep. Um, DeMarco Murray huh,
1: another one that's bounced around all over the place um, was a back that you know wasn't the featured back down in Dallas and uh one more of opportunity got it well and it, with the opportunity came the cash and cash must have got through his head because he did not produce at all
0: yeah he had like an 1800 yard rushing season with Dallas. Signs a five year, $42 million deal with the Eagles and only averaged 3.6 yards per carry. That was right when Dallas's offensive line was absurdly good. So Philly
1: kind of seems like a place where running backs go to die. Yeah. I don't know why. It just does
0: to me. Last NFL guy here, David Boston. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. Uh, Charger.
1: And then he yep. went to the Cardinals, or was it vice versa? Or did he go to Tampa? Cookie. I don't remember. But I think he played for all three of those teams. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a yeah. big-time stud and went from a stud to a dud pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, he had 1,500 yards receiving, and then he had or he signed a seven-year, $47 million contract, kept getting hurt, and it turns out it was because of his massive steroid use.
1: Let's see. He originally was a Cardinal. Okay. And then he went to the Chargers only for a year. And then the Dolphins for two years. Yep, and then the Buccaneers the for two years. Then the Toronto Argonauts for a year. Hmm. He was a pro bowler once with the Cardinals, and that was the same year he led the NFL in receiving yards. So,
0: Switching to the NBA, Gilbert Arenas. Shooting
1: guns off in the locker room or on the plane or whatever <laughs> he did, a yep. poker game or whatever it was. Great second-round draft pick. Uh, was great for the or for the. He's pretty good for the Golden State Warriors. Was great at first for the Washington Wizards, but then that escalated pretty badly pretty quick. Yeah,
0: he signed a six-year, hundred eleven million dollar contract, and only played thirty-four games. Um, Is that
1: all he played for the Wizards?
0: That's that's all he played after he oh, signed that deal. The guy, um, okay, and then I the got whole you. yeah, I got you. gun right. incident. I, I did see a funny story about him just like last week that he thought he was going to be a top ten pick. All of that, he sh- he barely showed up to workouts. Though uh, they they asked him what he wanted to be, like what was his goal, and he said to become an international pimp. That's that's what he told teams. Um, He somehow got a four hundred thousand dollar loan, bought a three hundred thousand dollar Escalade, or or no, got a four hundred thousand dollar loan. He bought like an Escalade off that fell to the second round and had to sign for three hundred some thousand. Which wouldn't even pay for the loan. He was literally living at the arena his rookie year.
1: Was he getting advice from the guy that worked in the uh, Dolphins organization when he asked Des Bryant about his mother's profession? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff sounds Ireland. like it. Ireland um, was it um, Ireland? I thought. Wow, yeah. that's even more pathetic. I thought it was yeah. like just a, it's one of their draft nope. guys. Wow.
0: Yep. Eddie Curry. Oh, Eddie
1: Curry, drafted by the Bulls. Medical condition. Had a heart yes, condition. Heart I remember. Issue. Uh, He was taking the same draft as Tyson Chandler. because I remember they were supposed to be the two that turned the Bulls franchise around Mm -hmm. after the glory days of Jordan and then some really bad years. And uh, yeah, I went from the Bulls to the Knicks. I don't recall what other teams, but uh, never,
0: never became more just a role player off the bench. Yeah.
1: Right of friends. Wow. There's a name I haven't (laughs) thought of in a while. He
0: signed for a seven year, $70 million deal with Dallas. Yeah. He was good for the nuggets. Mm Mm-hmm
1: then wasn't so good for Dallas average um, seven wow. points per game. That is literally that. a guy I'm looking back at my like Fleer and upper deck trading cards in my head right now from like fourth grade <laughs> seeing Ray LaFrance. Yeah. It's been a while since I thought about that. This, name.
0: This is one that you might not even have an opinion on. Cause I'd barely heard of him. Vin Baker,
1: uh, Vin Baker. Yeah. He, uh, I, it's funny you mentioned that name cause like uh, yesterday, um, Uh, Vince Carter dunk in the 2000 Sydney Olympic games pulled up. And Vin Baker was in that game. No. So he was on that Olympic team. That's crazy. Um, I remember him as a Sonic in a Mm. buck. Um, He, yeah, yeah,
0: he, he signed for seven years for 40, for 86 million with the Sonics. He was then traded to Boston and his contract was voided due to alcoholism. That's why I put it on there.
1: Well, uh, I did not know that much, but that's probably one of the, one of the reasons why my Sonics aren't in the league anymore. (laughs)
0: Um, I don't know if this guy was a free agent bus. I just don't like him because did you know, he was the first $100 million guy in the NBA. And this guy is Jawan Howard. No, I could have never told you that seven for one Oh five with the Washington bullets. I was going to ask
1: you what team did he play a majority of his career on?
0: Couldn't tell you. I just remember at the end chasing for rings. Yeah. Wow. Hate that guy. Um, (laughs) moving on to baseball here, Mo Vaughn. Oh, Mo Vaughn! I remember him
1: on an MLB game back in like '99. He was on the cover. I think it was. I think it was called MLB '99. It was made for the PlayStation One by that company. I think it was like 98 Sports. Yes, something. they don't yeah, make yeah, games yeah. anymore. And he got the elbow up and cranked down, and some big old fat slugger for the Anaheim Angels went to the Mets and was trash.
0: Yeah, um, Milton Bradley, hot head.
1: Throwing yeah. water coolers and stuff. I remember him as a Mariner, and I think he
0: was a brewer for a little while. It was he, Cub for a little while, wasn't he? I don't think he was, was a he brewer. He was a Ranger. Yes. So that's why I put him on here because the Cubs signed oh, yeah. him. It was a relatively small deal, but he was supposed to be like this good player. Signed a three year, $30 million deal with the Cubs in 2009. Uh, lasted one year. Well, they've made worse the Cubs deals fans than that. Hated him. Yeah. yeah one of them is currently still on the roster.
1: plays over younger players Um,
0: yeah jason bay do you remember him uh
1: pirate and then he was a met i believe Mm -hmm. another bad contract the mets yes i'm enjoying this list so
0: far it's dumb (laughs) decision by the mets six years for 66 million dollars for with the mets in 288 games he hit 234 with a 687 ops he was
1: decent for the pirates but he was never even their best player on those teams
0: yeah, Brian I Giles was. I don't, I don't yeah. know if Giles was there at that time, though. Jason Kendall. Jason Kendall was pretty good for him. But, yeah, Jason Bay had some good years with him for sure. Uh, Mike Hampton.
1: Oh, yeah, Mikey Hampton uh, was uh,
0: good for the Braves. Not so much
1: for the Rockies. He did hit seven home runs in one year. Um, he,
0: yeah, he signed an eight year, $121 million deal with the Rockies and he had a 5.75 ERA with them.
1: It was kind of their first big name pitcher they ever landed. Yeah. it Seemed like, and it's like, Oh well, wow, this is a big deal. You know, if somebody's finally going to pitch out there in thin air. Well, didn't turn out good for him at all.
0: Yep. Uh, last one here, Josh Hamilton, who signed a five year, $125 million deal with the angels.
1: Yeah. One of those stories that was a triumph. And then, uh, I mean I uh, I mean fortunately it hasn't ended an absolute tragic um but it hasn't had a tragic ending fortunately but uh yeah he kind of a roller coaster ride that guy I mean you could almost make a movie off yeah. of him but uh I still uh, I just go back to 08 the final year of Yankee Stadium that home run derby just put on an absolute show yep and, and the 404 four somehow home run he didn't game, even like somehow didn't even win it yep just put on a show yeah. that one round yep so. That was fun. That was definitely Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. names I have not thought of in a long time, which is why we do this segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Proforma Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient results to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815.
0: Baseball. Didn't get to talk baseball last week. Got a few minutes here to uh, rattle some stuff off. Cubs are hot, man. They are hot. They are hot. Four series wins in a row, which they haven't done that since May 29th through June something of last year. Uh, so they are just absolutely rocking and a rolling. Are they the best team in baseball? No. Yeah, I was, I, I I'm not even having fun. No, I'm not even having fun with that question. <laughs> so. um, they are playing better, uh, which is kind of annoying because honestly, I just want them to tank. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, they're having some pretty good performances. Wilson Contreras has been good all year for him. Ian Happ's been good all year. Christopher Morrell – had some issues uh, the past few weeks. But he's really heating up, and he actually is one. I'm just going to pull up the stat here if my internet allows me. He's one of just five players to have. Oh, come on, internet! Um, to have, I'm gonna bring it up on my phone. Maybe that'll be better. He is one of five players in baseball in the 90th percentile or higher in both barrel rate and sprint speed. The other five guys are Mike Trout, Julio Rodriguez, who is a superstar rookie, Uh, Jazz Chisholm Jr. with the uh, Miami Marlins. They've been the Miami Marlins for 10 years, and I'm still calling them the Florida Marlins. Um, (laughs) And Byron Buxton. Uh, So that's pretty good company there uh, for old Chrissy. Um, Seah Suzuki's back, and he's hit two homers already in his first two games back. Patrick Wisdom's playing some good baseball. Rafael Ortega has been fantastic um, to the point where I think they can maybe even get something for him at the trade deadline. Um, Nelson Velasquez hit his first career homer the other day. Uh, Pitching better, Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson have been really good for them out of the rotation here the past few weeks, uh, which is good to see two younger guys, Steele 26 and Thompson 27. Uh, They need some of those guys to step up, and they have definitely stepped up. Open's been better of late. So yeah, they're playing uh, some decent baseball. However, they do have uh, the LA Dodgers for four in Dodger Stadium starting tomorrow. That'll be fun uh, for your
1: brother-in-law, not for you.
0: Yeah. Which he, he calls himself a Dodger fan, but I can guarantee he has no idea who they're playing this weekend. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, it seems like every year the Cubs somehow get the short end of the stick and have to play four games in Dodger Stadium. seems like every single year. Um, but this will be the J man's book at prediction of the week. I think the Cubs get swept. You look at three of the four guys they're facing. They're facing Tony Gonsolin tomorrow, who has a 1.55 ERA on the season. Then they have to face Julio Urias, who's just a superstar lefty. And then a Clayton Kershaw. Then who knows who they're going to throw in one of the other games. It's going to be somebody that's really good. Um, so I just, I think Cubs uh, kind of have come crashing back to reality here um, this weekend, which is okay. I'd much rather than just lose, 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 get a top two pick, top three pick, than win some meaningless series. Although they're doing it against some pretty good teams. I mean, it started with the Braves. Then they took two or three from the Cardinals. And they took two or three from the Red Sox. And then they just took two or three from the Brewers. Um, so playing better. Don't care. Rather than suck. <laughs> don't care. Yeah. Um, Elsewhere around baseball, who's the book of prediction brought oh, to you by sorry. J-Man? Uh, J-Man's book of prediction of the week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau insurance agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is at infb.com. The show, the Tan J-Man show, is brought to you by The Damn Landing, whether you want an epic burger, hand toss pizza, a handbread tenderloin seafood craft beer or a handcrafted cocktail. The Dam Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow. Focused on freshness and quality, you can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether we both... Or wheels, the dam landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester.
1: We were there over the weekend.
0: We were. Elsewhere around baseball, on June 19th, the L.A. Dodgers were half a game up on the Padres, three games up on the San Francisco Giants. On July 5th, just two and a half weeks later, the Dodgers are five and a half up on San Diego, ten and a half up on San Francisco. Uh, it's getting late there in San Francisco already, and the Dodgers are back to being the Dodgers. Um, Mets are two and a half up on Atlanta. Yankees' magic numbers probably down to like 10 or something there <laughs> in the Middle <laughs> East. Um, in the West, Houston actually has a bigger lead in their division than the Yankees do by half a game, uh, 13 and a half up on Seattle. Minnesota is starting to get some distance there between them and the Indian Ooh, Guardians caught myself. Almost <laughs> got myself. Uh, White Sox still really struggling and I cannot believe they have not fired Tony La yet. But uh, yeah, um, one baseball quote I kind of want to talk about is they uh, the Yankees were in Pittsburgh and they asked Garrett Cole, do you have any regrets about your tenure in Pittsburgh? And he said, I shouldn't have thrown Schwarber a slider. That's all, that's all he said. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, because Schwarber hit one about 900 feet off him in the 2015 wild card game. But uh, that's all I got. Year, he's having a good year power-wise again. Yes, 26 homers, I believe, 25, 26 homers. Uh, that was one the Cubs should have signed, and they didn't. So, um,
1: You were wrong earlier about Josh Hamilton being the last guy that hit four home runs in a game. That's been two since, and they're both in 2017. Really? Scooter Jeanette. Scooter Jeanette. That's and right. And J.D. Martinez.
0: Yep. I knew J.D. Martinez. He did it in L.A., and I remember Scooter Jeanette doing it in Cincinnati. Yep. Son of a gun.
1: But let's see if you can redeem yourself here with the birdie no. or bogey question. You can get the lead. Max Scherzer rec- recorded his 28th career game with 10 strikeouts and zero walks, passing Kurt Schilling for second most in MLB history. Who has the most such games? Randy Johnson.
0: You got a birdie, Randy Johnson Whoa! the big unit with 36. I almost said Clayton Kershaw. I was going to say Kershaw and then I changed it. Hey man, takes point. the lead down to five over par. Randy Johnson. I knew it probably wasn't Nolan Ryan cuz he he walked a bunch of guys.
1: So. Yeah. So he takes what feels like a commanding lead of one stroke. <laughs> it
0: does, doesn't it? It
1: does. It hurts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you'll you usually find a way to pull one out.
1: So. I'm going to fight, scratch, and claw my way back in it. So, but yeah. that, wrap us up for episode 294. Thanks. We
0: will be back next Four. Monday. Watching the Tannin J Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. As Tannin said, we will be back next Monday with another episode. Stay safe, everybody.